It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If I turn it up all the way, maybe I can hear myself. They say the meek will inherit the earth. We say the nerds are already in control. Welcome to the Frackin' Nerds, episode number 134, brought to you in part by The Destination Comics. I'm your host, Doc Martin. Joining me on the show today is... L Rock. And all the way from Skype, because uh, he doesn't want to hang out with me for more than uh, two and a half hours. It's uh, I don't either. Big Brian V on the line. 134 episodes. Jesus Christ, man, that's like a kick-ass TV show. No, you know almost. Yeah, fuck yeah. How many TV shows on Netflix have like 60 episodes? You got like 134, man. You're a fucking smash hit, bitch. <laughs> Except I think more people watch the, the 60 episodes on a Netflix show than listen uh, to the, this podcast, so... Maybe but they're going to go back and start. Once they realize how good it is, they'll go back and start. And listen to old news? I don't think uh, so. No. I think they will. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because they just want to hear the sound of your voice, buddy. I would hope so. That's why I'm on so many podcasts that maybe one day <laughs> people were like, oh, I got to listen to that guy. He is sexy. Sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how Ming Chin. That's how, Ming Chin does like six podcasts. Kevin Smith, all those guys. There's a lots of guys that do lots of podcasts, and that's how they become successful, man. Well, I mean, because you know, you like talk. I mean, I like talking about different things, except for wrestling. And so, <laughs> <laughs> the irony. <laughs> oh, the irony. And he talks about wrestling on all three of his podcasts, <laughs> right? I try not to. All right, on today's show, New Mutants are coming to the theaters, the end of Phineas and Ferb, and the Nintendo World Championship is coming to E3. So our Twitter question is, what would be the game that you would play for the Nintendo World Championship? Oh, is that a direct question to me? Well, because you you are our big <laughs> Nintendo nerd. True. Um, are we talking about what game we would? Do you think we'd do best at? Yes. Or does it have to be like Nintendo license? I mean, it, it's close for me. It's. I would say a Nintendo license that you would think you would be the strongest at. Uh, I'll go with two. If we're talking non-Nintendo license, I would definitely say Double Dragon because it's probably my favorite NES game ever. But if we're talking something that actually has a Nintendo brand on it, it's Mario Brothers 3. And well, that's if you're nice playing Double Dragon for the points, you've got to get to that one gimmick part where you just start hitting the guy over and oh, over Oh, the, the glitch? Yeah. yeah. But if they're doing speed runs, you can't do that. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Like, you can't do that at all. You have to be very, very tactical in terms of speed runs. But if it's a Nintendo licensed game, definitely Mario Bros. 3. It's, in my opinion, the the best game from that era that Nintendo put their name on. Brian V? I'd have to say Mario Bros. 3 because my mother 
would sit and play that game, and she would move her hand with the joystick as she's moving it. <laughs> it, it was <laughs> infuriate my dad. My dad was like, why are you playing that game? You're no good at it. And she'd be like, oh. just go, just go, just go. Just my go. sister did the same thing. Granted, I didn't give her those words of discouragement, but uh, she did the same thing. She'd like to the controller and like lunge it if she had to move left or right or whatever. And it was uh, so funny to watch. She'd move it up if she jumped. You know, It was, it was ridiculous. Lizzie oh, G yeah. still does that. She moves <laughs> with the, the game. It's um, kind of funny, though. Is that a girl thing? It must be a girl thing. Uh, it's a girl thing and also a young kid thing. Young kids yeah. move with the... So they have, they have more it, empathy? <laughs> more empathy. Isn't okay. she, she feels for the character. I guess. I don't know. What about you, Doc? Uh, I don't know. I, I was... Uh, a lot of choices. Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Metroid... Metroid. Excite Bike. Oh, Excite Bike. Mario Brothers 2. Excite Bike. I always loved Excite Duck Bike. Hunt? Yeah, Duck Hunt. Duck yeah, Hunt was all right. Duck Hunt's actually a good one if you're competing. Gyromite? Gyromite's a good one. If you no, can find if you can Gyromite, find Rob. I hated that mat. If, oh, I got the mat with the system and I couldn't figure it out for shit. It was hard. <laughs> I hated Gyromite. <laughs> if you can find Rob as well, Rob's a good one to find for Gyromite. Because that's what how you want to play it. Mike Tyson's punch out. That's yeah. another one. Oh, I'm good at t- um, Yeah, I'm good at punch out. Uh, or or, or uh, double dribble. Oh, Super Contra. No, that was Konami, wasn't it? That was Konami. Konami was definitely Super Contra. Back when Konami gave a shit about their games. Yeah. <laughs> that Super Contra was the shit. Hey, man, all the Castlevanias? Fuck. So good. Yeah. So tweet us, what would be your game in the Nintendo World Championship at Frackin' Nerds, and tell us which one you would want to play. All right, artificial intelligence is being taught to simulate anger. So this is always going to be a good thing. Data scientists from New Zealand are teaching an AI to learn anger. Uh, the idea is to help companies deal with common customer complaints. So they're trying to give everybody the red lantern power ring? I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> that seems like backwards mentality. It seems like you would want to teach AI to be anti-anger, to be more complacent, to be more docile. Why would you ever want to infuriate something that can destroy you? Oh, I know. That's... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> doesn't make any sense. It's, uh, the project is called Radiant, which is a name taken for Isaac Asif Foundation Series. The purpose, which they made... Uh... It costs them $440,000 to develop an automated system that can diffuse angry customer service calls. Once complete, the system will be capable of generating over 100 million angry interactions. What was the guy's last name? Is it is Isaac Asimova? Asimov. Asimov. It's, it's Russian. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I've heard that name a million times. Isn't he like the cutting-edge guy when it comes to AI and shit? Well, he's a writer. He was a writer. I'm yeah, he used to lie. write like science fiction, did right? That's correct. Yes. Oh Jesus Christ! We got L. Ron fucking Hubbard writing IA shit now. <laughs> no, Are that's you kidding. L. Ron me, Hubbard is a whole different beast. <laughs> yes, and you know what that dude created and what he did. So imagine if you got a guy. He created attack shelters. What he created. He created a fucking religion that's worth billions. <laughs> yeah, billions. Well, he, he did it to create a tax shelter because he realized that yeah. hey, if I create a religion, the government can't tax me. If you haven't seen that that documentary, you need to watch it. If you're a fan of documentaries at all, I mean, not yeah, just it's because good. of that. It's yeah, it'll, it will it will either in madden you or make you think, damn, I need to start my own religion and make some money. <laughs> yeah, It'd but he was also using like slave labor and oh, it's ridiculous. Variety make you hate of other Tom Cruise make you hate John Travolta. Oh, I know I mean, it's it's bad. But that other guy, the Isaac Amo, that you when you said his name, it clicked in my head. If I'm not mistaken, he wrote science fiction novels in the '60s and '70s too. Uh, I think so. Yeah. So uh, if he's like messing with AI and writing for AI, that could be a dangerous thing, man. I'm not trying to 
like make something out of nothing, but that's a little bit crazy when you think about it. No, no, I mean the, the name is they took it from uh, an author is what they took it from. Uh, yeah. you know, he's not writing the AI for he, oh, he okay. created stories based upon the future. So they're just using the name Radiant from his novel. That's correct. Yeah, he's not. He's he's passed away in ninety two, so he's not. What does that make? It'd be you? so much better if he was the one like the master, evil mastermind behind it. Oh <laughs> no, somebody else is the evil mastermind behind it. Uh, I'm trying to find what which one of his is the. Uh, well, he was. Well, he did iRobot. Well, I mean, what the three laws of yes. robotics. Yes. Which uh, they went with them learning anger. They're going to quickly destroy that. Uh, speaking of that, watching Chappie last night, really good movie. Thumbs up on that one or thumbs down? No, I I thumbs up though. I've seen reviews and I think some people, I think some people don't like emotional movies. Like if they, they don't or, no, if, if 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 they get feel and don't I don't don't use that fucking I hate that terminology now. Uh, I got feels. Uh, oh, I want us to just smack every person. You feel like saying you can't say feelings? <laughs> yeah, I know. Get, yeah. get you all in the feels. No, fuck you. Well, say the goddamn word. You know, it's a young person thing. It's a I've millennium heard, word. It's what it is. I've heard kids, I've heard a lot of like my child say it and teenage kids, and so after it just catches on. It it doesn't bother me half as much as fucking Bay. Oh, Bay, Bay is horrible. the fucking worst. Not close. It is by oh, far the worst. We, when you hear that, do you want to smack whoever says oh, it? Oh, God, yes. Yes, please yeah, stop. I hate it. I hate it. It's like, Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe like, I'm just an old you. douche. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when you see the pictures on Facebook or Instagram, your face when your bae is talking to another girl is like, oh. I'll put my balls <laughs> on your bae's forehead. Shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, uh, Chappie, a very, very good movie. If you have not seen it, uh, Darren Alnaski, who did uh, District 9 and Elysium, which I haven't seen Elysium. But it's it's based upon artificial intelligence and being able to transfer the mind to other sources and what could it lead to and uh, Wolverine's a bad bad guy in this movie. Well, he's he's a guy who's centered on his own agenda. I wanted to see it at the movie theaters because I felt like the from the way I looked, from the way it looked, it had enough certain things you can watch at home and be just fine. Other things that you kind of want that big movie experience. At least me, I wanted the experience right. of seeing it at theater. With other people reacting around me, with you know the the big screen, and that Chappie seems like something I, you know it's it could give or take. You know, some people could be like, oh, I want to see a big. It seemed like something I may want to see on the big screen, but I didn't have to. But I do plan on getting it. But I'm I'm lazy. I wait till it comes to Redbox. Man. Now the my biggest problem with the movie was uh, I guess Darren is a big fan of Die Antwood, which is kind of a African rap hip hop like techno group. Yes, and the the blonde chick who is uh, one of the members has one of the most annoying fucking voices, and, the, <laughs> and so just, so her voice is just shrill, and and then apparently they play their music throughout the whole movie, and it just every time you hear a song come on, you're just like, oh no. Yeah, but you know what? That's brilliant marketing for him because it means that no matter if his movie critically fucking shits the bed in America. The Australian people in that niche market or the African is going to make sure yeah. it makes money. They'll go yeah. see it because of those characters. I mean, exactly. he didn't He didn't even change their name. They <laughs> use the same character names that they have in the band. Well, there's like an independent guy here locally in Louisville, and I'm not going to mention his name or anything, and he made a movie, and the movie wasn't – it sucked. Uh, it had a couple, like three or four funny parts in it, but it was kind of like a ripoff of a bunch of other different movies. And, like, the editing was piss poor and everything else. But he was smart enough to get a band 
from overseas. I want to say like the UK, I think the band was from. Right. And he has four or five songs on that soundtrack that fucking you can only hear these songs if you buy this DVD. The motherfucker made sixty thousand dollars. Well, he made. Movie. I don't think he made sixty, but he made a lot. No, no, he made sixty thousand dollars. Okay. For, uh, yeah, from what I understand, between fifty-five and sixty, I'm, I'm talking about made after all the cost of distribution right. and everything else. But I mean, it was a genius move, and but a part of me is like that's kind of like that Ralphie at Christmas story when he's so happy to get the decoder ring. Oh yeah, it's a fucking commercial. <laughs> yep. I relate that to that. Is that a bad analogy, or do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know. Wait, would there be a would there be a band? Or some other like person that you would buy, like that you would buy like a DVD or something like that. Just I'm, I'm a big wrestling guy, and Nick Gage just recently got a. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Uh, Gio, and he's doing death matches again. Okay. If they put that motherfucker in a prison movie, I'd go see it. Even if it was a shit movie, I would go see it just to see Nick Gage in this prison movie. And what about I mean, like Kevin Steen? Would you go see him if like there was a movie made in Japan and you'd have to order it from Japan to uh, see this movie? No, Josh would. Yeah, I know. He I know would. <laughs> <laughs> I he, would. he loves that motherfucker. But I would. No, no love for Steen. <laughs> no, I love Steen. I, lo- I think he's great, but he's not one of my dudes. I mean, I mean, he's not. I've seen him so much. You know what I'm saying? And n- no, no knock on the guy. He's he's with tops. He's, he's one of the best guys going. But 85% of the time, you see the exact same match from that guy. He's going to be the next John Cena. you know. So. I, I feel the same way about Vader from Once Upon a Time. You saw the same match 80% of the time, but it was always good. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, if you He's do very, what you can do, I mean, why does it matter? I mean. What would you, who would there be somebody for you, Rock? Like somebody, like if they threw something in a movie, and it, the movie didn't appeal to you, but like a certain musical band or a certain reference, and you'd be like, Oh, fuck, I'm seeing that. That's in there, I'm seeing that. Or I'm buying it. That's actually a really, really difficult one to answer because Chris Jericho was in McGruber, and I still didn't see that, so... Hard to say. Edge is on. <laughs> Edge is on Haven, and I still haven't watched. Yeah, that, but no, so. we're not talking about like wrestlers. But like, oh, is there a band oh, that if yeah. they were in a in a like a Korean movie, would you oh, would buy you it? it? Down probably. I mean, right. Tool's my favorite band ever, and I never know the new anything like movie wise. So, so if Tool that, can, Tool released a certain song on a some random Russian oh, it was porn, exclusive? it was exclusive. It Fuck was, yeah, it was and it was gay porn. Yeah. Russian gay porn, would you buy it? Damn, I have to watch it now, just, too. Well, you don't have to watch it. You Man. just have to listen to guys fucking each other while Tool the, plays. The way I look at it, this is the internet, and someone <laughs> probably transcribed it to YouTube or some other kind of stuff. It would, well, yeah. So... Would I hunt the song down? Absolutely. Would I watch that? Uh, man, it really depends on how good the song is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this song better be really fucking good I mean, if I'm going to watch this you shit. Guys, you that guys, guy's got a mustache. You guys are presenting an extreme with balance. Like, how do you balance this versus that? What you want or yeah. what you have to do to get it? You know, that's you guys are going 100 on this one. So, obviously, I'm going <laughs> to have some rationality here. 
Doc did paint baby in a corner a little bit there, didn't just he? Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out that we were talking about uh, teaching uh, artificial intelligence anger, and it got us onto uh, Elrock Rock buying gay Russian Watching porn. Watching Russian gay porn. <laughs> to yeah. listen to Tool. All right. Speaking of bad ideas, Windows 10 will automatically install Candy Crush Saga. Whoa. So looking to update Windows 10, you will have a game that most sane people don't play on your thing. So it becomes more crapware, bloatware that you don't need. You know, I know people still play that, but I'm really, really glad the fad of it stopped. Because I don't see you know, anything about that it, on Facebook anymore. Because it used I'm, to be everywhere. Oh, I know. I'm going to be the opposite. I could give a shit less. I mean, because just like with the YouTube video, with YouTube, YouTube... Uh, album they gave you and everything oh my god if you don't want it i mean everybody went nuts over it they're like this is bullshit put this shit on my iphone without permission fuck you da, 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 da. you know if you're gonna get windows 10 and they're gonna throw candy crush on there i'm sure there's a way that you can delete the motherfucker if you don't want it i mean it, they're giving you something for free and I, I i'm just from the old school if they give you something for free if you don't like it don't take it you know like if i'm at the mall or i'm at the store and they have free samples of like smoked sausage I'm going to get a bite of that smoked sausage. If they have samples of, like, nasty-ass fucking wheatgrass juice or something I don't like, I'm going to walk. No, thank you. And I'm going to walk right past. You well, know you man? know, with uh, with Windows, it's extremely difficult to get rid of software that they put on there. Good luck trying to get rid of, like, Internet Explorer. You cannot oh, yeah. remove that browser from it. And the only way you can get rid of this one right now is you have to uncheck the box during your Windows 10 installation. Well, that shouldn't be too hard, as long as people are aware of that ahead of time. But see, a lot of people will, and then they'll be like, man, I, want, I didn't want this on there. But so, big deal. It's an extra thing on your phone. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, I don't – I think people make a lot – make big deals out of certain things. Now, if it was a thing where, okay, we're going to make sure Windows 10 from now on has access to 100% of your microphone and your camera, to me, that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? But they're going to put a free game on there. Fuck it. Who cares? So this should be the good Windows operating system, correct? It's like every yeah, other system. Hasn't uh, it been that way? Has it been like one suck, one good? One well, suck, and, and 95 close. was pretty decent. 98 was really good. And then it ME went. was between 95 and 98. It was terrible. Okay. Yeah, then that was it. Between, and then... between 98 and 2000 was NT, which was also fucking horrible. Well, that was a server-based. True. And they, that was they... good for business. Didn't like the businesses love that NT? If it was though, server or Windows 2000. Windows yeah. 2000 was the bad version of nt yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you had but uh but xp was a xp was a good time. and then you have vista it came vista out was before that but oh yeah, vista i'm thinking of me my bad vista was pretty mediocre yeah was it was me like the one that what's stuff. the one that was so fucking bad everybody hated it me me oh, was okay. horrible it was like a worst 98 yeah, motherfuckers hated that shit Awful. i remember people were cussing it hating it <laughs> And then, uh, and then after Vista came Windows Seven, which was good. And then they go Windows Eight. And then it, I still, when I have to deal with somebody's computer that has Windows Eight, because uh, I don't have it on any, because I, I mostly run a Mac, that uh, I'm just like I don't know where to fucking find anything. I have to get online, search for how do I how do I change the audio settings, which should be something very basic, like go to Control Panel, which simply I should hit the Start button, go to Control Panel. But no, because you got these little fucking Metro browser things in front of you so hopefully windows 10 is much better two things one windows 8 i actually feel is a great operating system on anything but a computer 
on a tablet, it's actually really, really good. Because well, it's, it's mostly set up touch for touchscreen, yes. It's touchscreen interactivity. So for that, for that, it's very, very good. For a laptop, though, yeah, I'm 100% agree with you. It's terrible because it's on my laptop, and I still – and the only reason I haven't switched it down to Windows 70 is because I'm lazy. <laughs> well, I'm hopefully going to do it. Windows so, did. Oh, also, there's going to be – go ahead, go ahead. I'm I was sorry. Gonna say, second thing, back to Candy Crush for a second. I will go on record right now to say that games like Candy Crush, because Candy Crush is not original. It's based on an idea that's been on phones and t- thing, everything from computers and everything to – wasn't it uh, Bejeweled? That's just, what it, that's what I'm getting at. It's literally just Bejeweled. And Bejeweled is a very, very fun game. Yes. So I have nothing against Candy Crush as a game. It's all the bullshit microtransactions that people get pissed at. And the yep. fact that their family's like, come play this with me. I need this. Like, fuck off. Go play yourself. <laughs> you know? Go uh, play to win. Also, if you're looking to get Windows 10, there's going to be nine different versions of Windows 10. So good luck trying to find the one that's what you're looking for. Because I guess they'll have professional, ultra-professional student. The Get Fucked Edition. <laughs> yes. And also, if you are a pirate, you will not be able to upgrade to Windows 10. Hmm. Until Windows 10 comes out, and then somebody cracks it within 30 seconds. Yeah, That's usually what happens. Uh, Kentucky Company is making KFC Double Down Scented Candles. So get excited there, Brian. Kentucky for Kentucky has revealed nah. its new sense of the Commonwealth. You like KFC, though. I like KFC, and I like when I walk in there to eat my food. But as far as like my house smelling, I don't like when I, I don't like if I leave the the next day. I come in and I get in my car, and it smells like KFC. It makes me mad because I'm hungry now. And I ain't got no KFC to eat. You cannot tell me that that is not the ultimate advertising campaign. If you have an apple pie scented candle, what's to prevent you from going to the bakery? You have this uh, bullshit. You're lazy you're ass. Going to KFC. You know well, not yeah, if yeah, not if KFC double down is not being sold. Uh, the other scents of the Commonwealth will be hot brown, mint julep. Hot brown would smell delicious, I'm not going to lie. Mint julep, I assume, would just smell like mints. It would smell like derby. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, mint juleps are awful, so though. So puke dude. and horses? Oh. <laughs> I'm not awful. disagreeing with that. Well, to drink, yes, they, they are very awful. Uh, so would you guys pick up any of these? Fuck no. No. Fuck. I, the only ones I like are like the uh, sugar cookie... Ones. No, oh, man. Yeah, some of those chick scents are pretty awesome. Like, scented jasmine. Like, that stuff's pretty good. Okay. Fucking, my, um... Go ahead, Brian. Clean laundry wife, is always good, too. My wife has this Bed Bath & Beyond when it's electric, man, and you put these little beads in there, and they yeah, got that's, I have that, yeah. That motherfucker is awesome, man, because my kids would be ripping the bathroom up. I mean, they would be like, <laughs> I like, you they got need two. some Lysol. Lysol don't touch you. I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck did you eat at lunch? <laughs> you got two preteen sons. Your bathroom must be a nightmare. Oh, it's horrible. It's like a fucking frat house. They're 10 and 14, so yeah. But that shit there, I will light that shit up and put it like down at the end of the hallway, and she has this shit called cotton. So one of them's cotton candy, and the other one, believe it or not, is baked beans. I thought, what the fuck? Baked what? beans? You it want smells, your to smell even The baked beans like... smell so good. It smells like like kind of like a shit brown sugar beans. and cinnamony smell with bean. Oh, it smells good. I bet, but <laughs> still, near the bathroom, that just makes me think about shitting even more. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, guys, when we return, the end of Singer's X-Men may be coming, but a new life is on the horizon with the new mutants. We discuss this when we return on The Frackin' Nerds. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a big fan of the show. I bet you wondered, hey, what do those nerds think about the nerdiest things that are going on during the week? Well, then visit our website, frackinnerds.com. Frackinnerds.com is a daily website featuring cool video, geek-tastic stuff to buy, and weekly TV and movie reviews. 
You can also follow us on Twitter at Fracking Nerds or Facebook.com slash Fracking Nerds to get the daily updates and when our podcast goes live. So remember, that website again is FrackingNerds.com. From New Japan to WWE, Back Row Hecklers is a comprehensive show that brings you news from the squared circle. Interviews each show will feature new up-and-comers as well as legends of the business. There will also be tell-all stories from the road, as well as current news from WWE to the Indie Feds and everything in between. So it doesn't matter if you're a smart or a curtain jerker. Join us at Spreaker.com or subscribe to Back Row Hecklers on iTunes. on there ain't no yellow suits like ours government thinks that we're a threat they don't have the right to say you can't shoot laser beams out of your head you might have trouble getting laid i'm a mutant not gay think i oh. made a mistake god i keep forgetting to bring the mic all the way up uh, it's a different mic. I can't just set it to the normal level that I, I like to have it at. Has anyone so, ever told you how good you are at this? Well, thank you. Good, they shouldn't. <laughs> I need to have somebody else just run the board so I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> All right, as the news was coming out that... Uh, what the fuck was we just listening to? <laughs> this is Born Like This. It's the, uh, the Born This Way parody Lady Gaga for the, for the X-Men. Because they were, oh, you know, somebody X-Men were... please give me 30 seconds of my <laughs> life back. It was more than 30 seconds that we actually played. Oh, Way to make it worse, dude. <laughs> it sets us up for the uh, Foxes and looking to build their own shared universe with the X-Men. And that they're going to be launching uh, an X-Men spinoff called The New Mutants. Uh, I, have, for. I have not read New Mutants, so I can't New really... New Mutants has been a thing for fucking ever. That's what spun into X-Force, pretty much. Like, New Mutants became X-Force. New Mutants was my dig for a while, man. They had a whole line of comics. This is before the Rob Liefeld took over and brought in Deadpool and Gideon and Domino and those guys. They had a whole line. And uh, one of the artists I didn't like a lot, his name was Bill Sinkovich. And he had a very, I always use the word kinetic, but it was a very abstract style. But lots of people loved, love, love that style. And oh, Bill yeah. Sinkovich was, he was one of those guys that started that style. And he did it immaculately. He's he was very reminiscent of Ben Templesmith from uh, Steve Niles and Ben T- Templesmith, uh, 30 Days a Night. Very reminiscent of that kind of style. Oh, I see. Okay. Of comic art. Um, but they ran a, a storyline of a, of a new mutant, and he had a very kind of, I hate to say weak, but his name was Cypher. And he had a power where Cypher. basically he could read anybody, he could any language. He could help de- decipher any language. But that was his big power. But he was an actual full-function full member of the New Mutants. But every time they went to battle, somebody had to protect his ass. Well, they found this alien, and the alien's name was Warlock. Okay? And believe also it or not, this character. is something that's going to sound really fucking gay. But um, I love Was his first Warlock name Adam? Character. No. No, no. <laughs> he was an alien, and he saved Cypher in this battle that the New Mutants had. 
and he ended up joining the New Mutants and becoming Cypher's friend because everyone else was like, oh, Cypher shouldn't even yeah. be with us. He's he's a weak link. I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the girls, he had blonde hair. Some of the girls were like, oh, he's so cute, but you know his power is a liability, blah, blah, blah. But it was a storyline that me reading as a teen, I could relate to. And that warlock character, I fucking loved him because he was basically like an alien, but he was badass like tech, but mixed with plastic, man. He could transform into shit. And um, him and Cypher almost end up being like one person. It was just a really good thing. And this is a little this is kind of stupid, but in my early 20s, when I started doing backyard wrestling and doing shit like that, that was the name I took on was Warlock. <laughs> and it was because of that stupid fucking comic book. So, I mean, I love New Mutants. I fucking love New Mutants. And if they can do anything good with that at all, I'll be happy, man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't that battle against the Phalanx? Because Warlock was instrumental yes. in defeating the Phalanx. Yeah, the Phalanx was a pretty big deal in the early 90s. That almost oh, yeah. wiped out all of humanity by itself. Yes. But even New Mutants once it spun off to X-Force. The thing I remember, I got into comics around, like, 93, 94. So it was, like, right at the peak of, like, you know, everything X-Title being huge. Oh, yeah, yeah. When Jim Lee and Tom McFarlane was running the big flagships. Yep. And uh, everything that spun from New Mutants became X-Force. And I just remember around that time, a lot of those characters being really popular. I remember seeing stuff for characters like Boom Boom and yes. Richter and Warpath everywhere. But the Pass. biggest one was probably Shatterstar. Like, everybody seemed to just fucking love Shatterstar. I was like, this dude looks so cool. Look at his hair. He wields swords yes. and shit. And I'm like, he's a cool looking dude, but why should I care? Like I, I don't. I to this day, I still can't find a reason to care about Shatterstar. He looks, <laughs> he looks awesome. He's like, he's like the Marvel version of fucking Storm Shadow from G.I. Yes. Joe. Like he, he, it's dead on almost. But I can't find a reason to care about him. He's from the future. Wield swords. Cool. Great. Why do I care? We already have guys from the future. We have Cable and Bishop who have way more interesting bullshit going on. Yes. We came yeah. from the apocalypse. Cool. Help us prevent it. You know. Yeah. See, people shit on Rob Liefeld right and left. They're like, oh, he's in hack because when he went to. He was actually one of the original seven that went to Image and created mm. Image Comics. But he was also one of the first ones that started barking, fuck you, more money, more money, more money. So he has this, everybody has this, uh, you know, everybody loves McFarlane still, everybody still loves Jim Lee, all these guys. You talk about Rob Liefeld in the in the comic industry, and they're like, oh, fuck Rob Liefeld, he sucks. But he gave us Deadpool, he gave us Cable, he's gave yeah. us a lot of, of a good iconic characters. Don't get me wrong that other people took the reins of after he created and made him good, but he still created him. So you got to give him credit a little bit there, I guess. It's like uh, it reminds me a lot of Todd McFarlane, even though he may not have been the best at doing what he does. His characters are definitely stood the test of time. I mean, you can't tell oh. me any Marvel fan that isn't a fan of fucking like. Venom and Carnage, you know, like Todd McFarlane, oh, yeah. like, that stood the test of time. Same with uh, same with Layfield, Cable, Deadpool, like, it's huge, huge, huge deal. You just can't say Gideon, but even Domino, there's lots of guys out there that are big uh, Domino fans. Domino's awesome. She was always yeah. way more interesting based on the characters she was interacting with. Like, I remember they had a romance story back in the 2000s between her and Wolverine that was actually pretty good. They don't have, the only problem, the difference between Layfield and McFarlane is McFarlane had characters where he went and built a whole Spawn universe and then his character was successful there, and he grew on from there. Where he went and did Youngblood. That's what Rob Liefeld did was Youngblood. Yeah, Youngblood. At Image. And Youngblood was great for like 12 or 13 issues, and then it kind of started shatting the bed because he wanted to write and draw it. And if you go back and read it, it's like four words per page, and him doing like double splash pages, and everybody's got nine pouches on their outfits. It's just well, it's the, not good. He did create one of the best characters in the Spawn universe, and that was Chapel. 
Yes, Chapel was good. Chapel's from Youngblood. Yes. Yes, and then, but that's the and problem is when they made the when they spine, made the movie, yes. they couldn't get the rights to Chapel, so they created Priest and. You know why they couldn't get the rest of Chapel? Because Rob Liefeld is a greedy prick, <laughs> and that's the reason why. But going with their new mutants, I'm sorry, I just I, well, I, it's going I to be new mutants. I, I collected that title like I used to go to the store and collect that title as it came out. Well, you'll be excited because it's going to be directed by Josh Boone, who created your favorite movie from 2014, Fault in Our, Fault in Our Stars. So I know you love that movie. It was so sweet. <laughs> Though he took a 12 million dollar film and turned it into a 307 mil, 307 million dollar worldwide project it's only because that chick in there with the, the the main chick everybody loves her ass that's the only reason why I guess she's she in uh, what was it? divergent or something like that yeah same chick yep yep who are we talking Plus, about uh, shelly woodley is that her name yeah that's it yeah, yeah, yeah. look well, at you she, almost listen, mary jane she was What's originally a movie with with george clooney that she killed where he's like his wife was in a coma and he found out she was cheating on him and stuff. I don't know the name of the oh, movie. Yeah. Uh, but she was the older daughter in that movie. Yeah, was the descendants. Awesome. Yeah, the one that took place in Hawaii. Yeah, I heard that movie was yeah. depressing as shit, but I heard it was good. That was written by the guy who's on uh, the community. It was what? really Place good. Profess- or Praise the Dean. Oh, uh, what the fuck is his name? Craig something. No. Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Yes. David, yeah. no, that's the character's name. Is The character's name is Dean Craig, whatever. God damn, yeah. why can I remember that name? It was about land, okay. like there was a land. He, he was fighting with his family about land in Hawaii, and his he found out his wife was cheating on him, and she was the oldest daughter on the on the on in the movie. I damn it, it's gonna bother me. I can't remember the name. It was of that directed by Alexander Payne. Jeez, no wonder it was so fucking depressing. They think, it was good though. They're thinking going with uh, Josh Boone is the the same way that Fox is also going with the director of Five Hundred Days of Summer, Mark Webb, to with the directing of the Amazing Spider Man. So they're they're hoping that they bring I don't know maybe cut down on all the crying that would help. Are you are you guys <laughs> scared about Spider Man though? Because it's almost like an oversaturation. We've got two Spider Man movies recently. One was good. One blue dog nuts. Then we got. Oh, they were both him. pretty man. Uh, the oh. first one wasn't terrible by no means. I liked the big lizard man. I was happy with. I it. like, but was- I like Garfield as Spider Man. That they thought they brought out the humor a lot better than uh, Toby did. I mean, yes. A, yes. a lot of what I. But he cried too much in the second. Oh, movie. That, second <laughs> that second one was rough to get through, man. I can't get through it a second time when I tried. I couldn't, and I like Jamie Foxx's Electro. I just, yeah. I couldn't get through it, man. And I didn't like that stop freeze frame bullshit every time his spider sense kicked off. The first time was cute and gimmicky. By the third time, I was like, I'm not watching it in 3D now, motherfucker. Stop. You know? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not trying to hate. I'm just saying my opinion, you know? Well, it's I mean, it's good when you introduce the Spidey sense, but after a while, you should yeah. understand that the audience knows that's what's happening. Mm. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he's going to save this girl, and then the electric's going to hit the rail, and you get to see every little second of it, but they're going to show it in slow motion first. <laughs> and they did it like four times. Like the fourth time, I feel like going, do it one more time. <laughs> but you know, Say what, it what, one more time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but they're good. And then we got Spide, the kid who played in um, uh, Elders. Uh, yeah. Uh, Asa, I think his name's Aja or something. Asa Butterfield? Yeah. Yes, yeah, he's going to be playing. He's, yeah. he's in the Marvel version name. of Spider-Man. So obviously he's not going to be who everybody thought he was going to be, Miles Morales. Which that's what they should have went with. I mean, we've done Peter Parker, and they're going back to high school. We've done this. How many more times do we need to show his origin? But did you like it? I haven't watched it. 
Ender's game, Ender's Ender's game was game. okay. It's all right. It's worth the, it's worth Ender's the game. time, man. Ender's game was okay. Harrison Ford yeah. was a little too over the top, but it was okay. The, oh, the yeah. writer's so anti-homophobic that I can't get into watching it. No, I didn't. I don't <laughs> fucking care. <laughs> Doc's like, if the writer is, has a problem with guys sucking other guys, I'm not watching this. <laughs> but no, I'm serious. It was. Wow, I, politics. I, I didn't expect to like it, and I started about halfway in, and my son was watching it with me, and I was like, this ain't bad, you know? It, it it was it was definitely worth the time. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I'd been mad if I paid for it in a movie theater. I got you. But as far as like if you see it on Netflix or whatever, yeah, it's definitely worth watching. But that kid may be able to pull off Parker. But now we're going to get what our third new Peter Parker. Yes. In five years' time on the big screen. Well, if you think about it, it's only been it'll be the third one in, and I I would say ten years, right? Oh, uh, probably less than that. Mm. Because when did Amazing Spider-Man hit? Uh, 2010, 2011, 2012. Okay, so and when is the new? When's this new reboot with Mark Webb coming out? Well, they haven't started shooting it, so I would assume to uh, 2017. Yeah, yeah. So five oh, years, wait. three different Spider-Man in five years' time. That's who, just crazy, who man. Who said something about Mark Webb? Uh, I was talking about how they uh, Fox reboot of Mark Webb. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, we already had the Mark Webb movies. Yes, I'm, I'm just saying confused. they they went with a director that does sentimental movies than your typical action movie kind of guy. Well, that reminds me, now I see uh, Aaron Richards' birthday today. I'm behind on Gotham. Oh, it's good, man. It finished strong. I'll leave it at that. No. I liked it. No. Yeah, Mario no. definitely so? did not agree. No. I know he did. No. I was so, I was, I got into it, like, hardcore, like, this is good, it's dark, and then they started adding way too many fucking characters, and but did you just, finish it though? Did yeah, I it? finished it and just. Blah. You didn't think that the ogre, the whole ogre. No, because you know what, a person man, that I liked it. No, because the ogre is like, oh, we're gonna take three fucking episodes of this character that just randomly shows up, and all it was was to get Barbara fucking crazy, and she and was already the, crazy. Oh, well, she gets more crazier when after fucking ogre gets well, done with yeah, her. Yeah, that's his whole concept. Yeah, but it, it, the ogre also showed the deeper them. level of of stuff going on in the police department. Man, there was many different levels to that ogre thing. It also served as Jim being the one to step up and say, hey, I'm going to go after the ogre. Man, it solved so many different plot points. That whole three episodes of ogre went like, oh, he's just a character. Here it goes. It went way deeper than what you're appearing know. it to me. I just, I, I didn't, I was just like. Nah, I didn't really care. And, and by that yeah. time, you know, Fish was already just, she needed to be put back into the water. And Yeah, but when uh, her eye, when she took out her own eye, well, you don't watch Sons of Anarchy, but if you do, there's a part in Sons of Anarchy where this dude takes out his own tongue. And when I saw Fish take out her own eye, I was like, that was just like that. That's one of those moments in TV where I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. But I'm a little biased because as I'm watching this, I'm watching it with an 11 and a 14-year-old kid that are digging it, and they're my kids. So... I mean, I can understand if I sit and watched it without them, I may have had a different opinion, but I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have that um, experience. I had the experience I had. I think after watching Daredevil, like, myself was just like, Gotham is not on the same level as Daredevil. That's an unfair comparison, first of all. Second of all, I have to counteract one thing Brian just said. Uh, I'm 100% agree with you in that living vicariously to someone else who does enjoy watching it is very much a thing. Because you said the same thing about the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movie. Like, your exactly. kid's suck it, so you liked it. However... Sure. That doesn't mean they're good. <laughs> no, I no, recall... no, I'm not saying just because I watched it with them, it makes it good. Mm. And I, the, the, that Ninja Turtle movie, that last one, was mm. utter fucking trash. And I even defended the Spider-Man movie, the second one, 
because when I watched it with them, they were happy. But when I went back and tried to watch it again, mostly because of your guys' blatant fucking hate for that. See, there it is. There it is. We're, tell us we're wrong. Right fucking there. No, 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 no. I, I went back and tried to watch it again. The second time I tried to watch it, I was like, man, he is crying a fucking lot in this movie. He cries a lot in the movie. He's crying a lot in this movie. <laughs> um, and then I started watching it. But the, the, I, I tried to pick out the things that I did like, and I thought that Jamie Foxx did really good. And I tra- tried to point out things, but I couldn't go back and give it the same thumbs up that I did the first time. No, am I saying that you were wrong for completely shitting on it? There were some bright points in there, yeah. It didn't deserve the fucking lambasting that it got. But was it good as I thought it was? No, definitely nope. not. Definitely no, not. it was like, it reminded me a lot of Spider-Man 3, like, especially in the case of, like, Jamie Foxx's Electro was very good, much like no, how... No, I don't think there's any saving grace for fucking Spider-Man 3. No, there's not. There's not, I don't think there's much of one for... Raising Spider-Man 2 myself, but say, yeah. on the same token, Jamie Foxx is to Thomas Hayden Church. You know, Thomas Hayden Church in Spider-Man 3 was fucking amazing, and I wish they had done more with that. that and yeah, Randy I gotta give to. you that. I thought he did good as him. And second, I remember, I was talking about Vicarious Living. I were, the earliest conversation I can remember having with someone through my, I guess, post-adult years was I was like 19 or 20, and I remember my boss at the time was having a discussion with someone where he said he enjoyed the Scooby-Doo live-action movies because his kids <laughs> like them. Those movies suck. <laughs> we yeah. can just get that off the page right now. Those movies are not good but, at all. But, but see, I thought I can understand Gotham, the point I've had a lot of friends I've talked to that don't have kids that have been like, you know, I got a buddy who's a real big Batman fan. I mean, like, he sucks Batman's dick. He absolutely loves that motherfucker. To be fair, and, I think a lot of us are Batman fans to some degree. Yeah, Maybe not the extent this person and, is, but... And he absolutely positive. I've been in his outfit all day. Let's go, Affleck. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah. He was absolutely in love with fucking Gotham. He was like, man. He goes, at first, he said, the only thing he pointed out he didn't like, he's like, when they showed Harvey fucking Dent standing there next to Jim Gordon, I'm calling bullshit. Because I'm telling you right now, Bruce Wayne and Harvey Dent went to fucking college together. It's in the comic books from mm. 1957. He was quoting books and shit, you know, where they said, where, you know. <laughs> but once again, Bruce it's Wayne. a different fucking story. I know, <laughs> but at the same time, when you have a guy that's that level oh, of okay. fan and he's Some pointing out the good that. and the bad, I like to hear both. You know what I'm saying? If you're that much of a fan, you can accept the fact that they'll take different continuities. How the fuck else do you think Legend of Zelda has so many fans? Oh, how many God. continuities do they run to? I mean, how <laughs> oh, many yeah. timelines do they have going? It's absurd. Yes, and, and just a quick side note about Batman, and I'll, I'll let Doc move on because we do go crazy. That's just the way we are. That the recent do you bleed? It just it just <laughs> ended. Yeah, it just ended. Batman Scott Snyder Greg Capullo's run on the new Fifty Two Batman just ended with issue forty. It's called the End Game, and it's some people were saying. Don't quote me. Some people are saying this is one of the very best Joker stories of all time. Isn't that I haven't read it. I'm waiting for the trade, mm. but I've heard that it's fantastic. I heard it has a turned Superman in there. I've heard all kinds of little bits and pieces. I heard that the writing and the art in it, I heard it's fucking top of the food chain good shit. Is it so. true that they're looking to do the killing joke, like a sequel to that? Um, from what I understand, there's a guy who they've been doing a lot with... Um, they have time? a convergence going on right now <laughs> where they're mixing they're, all the new 52 shit is getting Frank Miller hate kind, it again. All Not these Miller, fucking but... <laughs> new worlds are like combining and of course they're going to redo things again. So right now DC's big thing is convergence. Oh, yeah. And Marvel's big thing is Secret Wars. And I have I have both of the first two. Which is converging all their storylines together. <laughs> well, no, actually <laughs> they're essentially it's only doing converging the exact same thing. The Ultimate Universe and the Marvel Universe, which hasn't been done before. So that's kind of cool that Secret Wars is going on a limb to do that because 
I want to see how it plays out, you know. But the, we haven't really had a strong Marvel crossover in my eyes since, like, Planet Hulk or Civil War. I mean, I didn't like any of the... I wasn't big on fucking Original Sin. I wasn't big on uh, Axis. It was okay. But, you know, I wasn't big... Especially, what was that one that was awful? Uh, the Secret Invasion, whatever, with the scrolls. Oh, that was, yeah. okay. was terrible. It was terrible. So, but a Super War and Planet Hulk, I think both of those are ones that most people that read them can agree and say, hey, this is good stuff. Well, later on, what we're going to talk about is the current push for Marvel into changing the way their characters look based upon the Marvel Cinematic Universe and now into the comics, and is this a good idea? But another movie that's going to be coming out that I know that uh, Brian will be running around with his kids, Ratchet and Clank movie is coming out. I think it's showing in... uh, uh, cans, I think, this weekend is where it's shown. It doesn't even seem like the kind of thing that would show at cans, but whatever. Uh, well, sometimes they use it for cans as kind of a to get the word out, and so that people are like, oh, they're excited about this movie. They got yeah. some pretty big names coming in to do the voices. Now, they got the original cast of the did the voices for Ratchet and Clank, uh, James Arnold Taylor and David Kay. I know we're all big fans of those guys. I've never well, that's those. cool, though, man, that they got the ones from the video game. <laughs> well, it makes sense. Uh, also yeah. joining the, the movie is Paul Giamatti. Uh, John Goodman and Sylvester Stallone, along with Rosario Dawson and Bella Thorne. Uh, the guy who wrote the comic books is actually going to be uh, helping script or help script the movie. So, um, you know, it, I guess we'd still they're going to stay with the Ratchet and Clank. So you're not going to be taken away too much from the original video game with the story and everything. I liked Ratchet and Clank. I played uh, the one with my son from PlayStation 2, one of the last ones. But it was the one where uh, he could have, like, he had some kind of, uh, I don't know what it was. I want to say Clank had some kind of big robot machine, and he jumped on his back, and you could be it, too. It was one of the last Ratchet and Clanks. I never played the series, so I can't. And, and uh, he liked it a lot, but we're talking, man, he had to be, like, six, seven, seven minutes PlayStation 2 game, so it had to be eight, nine years ago easy. But I remember, like, this is how long ago it was. I remember that motherfucker was out at Blockbuster all the time. I could <laughs> never get it. Never get it. And finally we went in there on, like, a Tuesday, and my wife is like, why are you going to get this on a Tuesday? He's not going to get to play it. And I'm like, oh, I don't mind if we keep it for a few days. <laughs> I wanted to play it. <laughs> Disney World is opening an Indiana Jones-themed restaurant. Sure, man. Everybody yeah. wants to get chased by the giant boulder or while they're eating. <laughs> the Orlando-based park is now Jock Lindsay Hanger Bars, part of the expanding downtown Disney, which is changing its name to Disney Springs. Okay. So if you don't know who Jock is, that was the buddy of uh, Indiana. Yeah. He was the I hate pilot. Snakes, Jock. <laughs> yes, he was That's the... like the one major pop culture relevance he has. Yes. Um... Which I when I saw the picture, I was just like, "You don't? Why wouldn't you do the like uh, the bar where Marion's working at? That's what I would do." And, and mm-hmm. you know, and you, you have like the table where you can do shots with your buddy and see who gets it's, drunk. Well, first it of sounds all, it's like Disney. Disney. <laughs> uh, no, come on, still <laughs> do it. Although I actually, I'll, I'll throw my hat into this one. I have been to Downtown Disney, and it's I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. It's very much more. It has more of that upscale feel for adults. Yes, so it, does. it works out in that favor. So yeah, I can see that. So that's something you can look forward to. Uh, hey, did you see that our own young Matthew from Back Row Hecklers actually went to go see Avengers 2? Finally? Yes. Holy shit. Because remember, we talked, about it, now. we talked about it last week about it, and I was like, hey, uh, 
<laughs> it was like, are you going to go see Avengers 2? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And then what I. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, he's. Uh, Matt, you just don't know with him. You know, he gets excited about the weirdest things. I'll give him props for being, like, having a girl and all that. I mean, that's cool. But, I mean, like, <laughs> dude, girls like to go to the movies too, man. And she she has a kid. She probably wants to see Avengers. And so that's. She she wanted to. She was the one that wanted to go see it. I'm a fucking as, genius. As soon not? as I saw a poster, I was like, oh, I bet Amanda is the one that wants to go see this. And she was like, yes, but he enjoyed it. And then I was talking about watching uh, Gadget Man with uh, Richard... Uh, Richard Aode. Yeah, it's, his last name is so weird. And uh, I was like, you know, because I'd been watching the IT crowd and then just got into finding his stuff on YouTube, what other stuff he'd done. I was watching Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, which I, that was my first introduction into him as an actor. And then Gadget Man, which is perfect because it's his typical dry humor. I know this is not Brian's forte. He is not a. He's just like I Young Matthews, not a big fan of the British humor. <laughs> Game board. <laughs> Ma- yeah, Matt was it. Matt was like, uh, I really didn't get Hot Fuzz, and uh, the, oh, this is so the end sad. was not that good, and and it, yeah. So I remember that now. So she's tr- she, his girlfriend's going to see if he'll watch the IT crowd. I'm like, mm, it's not going to work. Just like when I told Brian about it, and Brian was like, this is the fucking stupidest fucking show I've ever fucking seen since John Cena came on the screen as a wrestler. I didn't like it, man. It was not my deal. Um, I, I've heard the I've heard the in, the in Inbetweeners, the British show, the Inbetweeners, is awesome. I've, I've heard good things about it. Inbetweeners is really good, uh, just like uh, Skins is. Do not watch MTV versions of them. It is horrible. Uh, Misfits I watched is the really MTV good too. versions of oh, Misfits Skins, is good. He didn't and like it Misfits. was all like preteen girls in sexual situations and it made me feel dirty and perverted like immediately i watched like one episode i'm like this is for fucking pervs man these girls like they're 12 years old talking about blowing dudes and stuff. <laughs> well no they're it all in fucking weird they're all in high school it's just like the in-betweeners they're in high school well, oh okay so they're 14 it's just fucking weird man i mean i guess maybe <laughs> no I'm they're 16 because they're they're a couple of them are driving oh okay cool yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just i mean i'm not trying to shit on it i mean but i the brian quinn from practical joker so he's on tell him steve day which is my favorite podcast great. in the world he absolutely loves, like, uh, he's best friends with the Ian guy who created that show, okay. The Inbetweeners, and he flies over for their movie premieres and stuff and everything, and he was like, no offense to any of the guys on the MTV version of the show, but you should fucking kill yourselves because <laughs> you are doing nothing compared to what your British counterparts are. You're, well, you're embarrassing yourself. Here's it's the, not the same show. Here's the problem with the MTV one is they censor it. So, like, and the British one, they have no problem with cussing. Yeah. So, you know, they can say the word fucking shit and all that, and, and it's fine. And But here in America, it's like, oh, they said fuck. We, we can't, no. They'll figure out what that word means and have sex, and we can't oh, do that. No. So, oh, yeah, it's... You can walk fucking topless down in fucking, uh, in New York now. You know that's a law, right? Yes. Women can be topless in New York. That's fantastic. I'm moving there. Yes, free the nipple. That's the, that's the yeah. big push. All right, here's an idea that I don't think is... I think they're putting way too many characters in. Batman versus Superman. Word is coming out that Doomsday will be the big villain along with Lex Luthor in the uh, upcoming movie. I, th- I think there's just way too many characters. It, it it just seems like DC just doesn't know what to do, and they're just like, that's that's just they're, let's put the kitchen kitchen sink in there too, and maybe they'll like that. They're pr- they're too behind the curve, and they're playing. They're like they're playing. They're catch stretching. Up. They're stretching too hard to play catch up, and it's not going to work. We out we, we want our Justice League movie, but we have to do this one first, and but so we'll put this one. No 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 no. This no, it's not going to be good. 
So I, I'm gonna wait until I see it because as much shit as as people give Man of Steel, I watched it twice, and but I enjoyed it both times. I enjoyed it both times. Uh, was there stuff I didn't like about it? Yes, but by in a way far, except for maybe the second Batman movie, it's probably one of my favorite DC movies. Well, there's there's not much DC movies that yeah. you could compare to look, out there. Look at the DC there's catalog. There's four Superman movies. There's Superman, Six. Superman, the Quest for Peace. There's the old Batman movies. There's a lot of shit yeah. yeah, and those movies are hey, the old girl. Batman movies are not good. He's cutting out there like an automated pop <laughs> no. song. It's amazing. <laughs> like I, I keep hearing him say, "I want to love you, babe." Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, oh, was like, I cut down? Oh, it was. It sounds awful, but I'm also laughing about it. <laughs> so I, is that better? Way now? It works. Yeah, that's better. Yeah, it's better. Okay. Go back to doing what you're doing. No, I'm just joking. I was like, dude, you're, you're cutting. Go back. You're, you're, you're cutting you a boy band like a video. German rock star. <laughs> um, here's my thing about Man of Steel. I actually feel similar to that as I do about um, a lot of aspects of Amazing Spider-Man Two. I look back at Man of Steel and think to myself, I feel like every role in this movie was cast perfectly. Like all except for uh, Kevin Costner's arguable, but everybody else in terms of like the actors who portrayed who was pretty dead on. They did a way better job than did Superman Returns because fucking Kate Bosworth as Lois Lane did zero for me at all. <laughs> Kevin Costner going, I know there's a tornado coming. I've sprained my ankle. Don't save me. But I could walk up and get you. No, don't save me. They'll figure you out. All I got to do is walk a few steps and get you. Don't do it. They'll figure you out. That was oh. Yeah, but I mean, like acting was. Let's go. Let's go on the list. Henry Cable, Michael yeah. Shannon, Amy Adams, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, even Russell Crowe. That whole list, like the list of like the the big names in that movie who play the the top roles. I thought they were all cast perfectly, and they all played great parts. Superman's the issue, dad was a dick. The only big issue I had with the movie was the script. That was the whole problem with it. I didn't like Superman's dad going. I'm going to record all the stuff, honey. You just. But I want to talk to my son. Sit your ass down, cook me some dinner while I explain everything to him. Different time. Man. And I'll make a suit that fits him retroactive so that no matter what size he is, it'll fit him perfectly. So you didn't like Man of Steel? <laughs> Man of Steel has a lot of fucking problems. Uh, also, it has flaws, for sure. I won't ever doubt that. <laughs> also, I feel bad for Mama Kent because every place, she, they destroyed everything. that she, They destroyed her house. They destroyed Sears, where she was working at. I think she was also loved to eat at IHOP, so that got destroyed. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> there was way too... Drop the product placement. <laughs> there was so much product placement. Even Wayne Corp got a fucking product placement in the fucking so movie. Luther Corp. <laughs> Wasn't that everywhere? <laughs> Spider-Man has been shooting Dr. Pepper cans for ten fucking years. No, I know, I, mean, I know. Wow, go, so. I never thought of it that way. Thank you for I, putting that in perspective. I really, really feel sorry for the people that had to sit through fucking Ed Norton's awful performance in Birdman and have everyone talk about how great this movie is. All because of one thing. Because it looked like it was all shot in one fucking take. That's the only reason motherfuckers like that movie. No, there's a lot of other reasons, but it's okay. It's, no, it's one, not okay. One it's wins Oscars, level. the other one just, you know, gets panned by everybody else. Okay. But it's okay. Because Man if you're saying that a everybody. movie winning an Oscar makes it a good movie, if you honestly believe that, then we have to talk about fucking True Grit versus fucking Midnight Cowboy, 1972. We have to talk about a lot of different years and a lot of different movies where... Some piece of yeah. shit wins, 
and some other movie goes unnoticed because it happens quite a bit. We could do that. You we could like have another grit? podcast devoted to that. I mean, look oh, back at like True Grit with John fucking Wayne, the first one. Uh, compared to Dustin Hoffman and Midnight Cowboy, suck a dick. Okay, suck a dick. If you think John well, Wayne didn't they do that in Midnight True Cowboy? Grit, I think they did. Oh, <laughs> but That's Dustin why you like Hoffman it. Was fucking fantastic in that movie. He was and no he tootsie lost in that to movie. John Wayne because of John Wayne being John Wayne. Well, by that time, John Wayne had made a an actual serious western movie, so. It was uh, there's a lot of politics when it comes to Oscar movies. I know, but I'm just saying Superman's just not going to get one. Wins an Oscar doesn't mean that that guy deserved that Oscar that year. You if know what I'm saying? You never. About... I didn't make it all the way through Birdman, so I'm kind of talking out my ass. I know that's what I was about to say. You didn't finish tried it three so... times, man. I tried three fucking times. Well, I'm sorry. Your kids didn't enjoy it, so you couldn't enjoy it. I mean, what does it have to do with the kids? It has to do with the fact that I've sit and watched it and. If about 45 minutes in, I'm going, oh, oh, shit, what I miss? Hold on. Oh, I didn't miss anything because this movie blows. So, real talk, I feel like Brian V and I could probably have an entire podcast devoted to, oh, hey, this should have beaten this this year at the Oscars. Like, he brought up Tootsie. Yeah. I was just looking at the 1980s alone. 1980 was fucking horrible. Raging Bull lost to Ordinary People. Like, are you yeah, fucking oh, exactly, kidding me? Exactly. I mean, fucking, well, Goodfellas lost to Raiders of the Lost Dark lost Best Picture, which is probably okay because that's not really much of an Oscar movie. Love that movie, well, but oh, people yeah, get mad at me. Tootsie losing to Gandhi, the, the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Look at what it beat that year. Well, uh, you do realize that award was given because of the overall three movies. I don't movies. give a flying fuck why they gave it. They should give it because it was the best movie of the year. That's what the title's about. Whatever there were better politics, movies that year. Fuck Mis- politics. Mystic River came out that same year and that movie was amazing. Oh my so. god! John Penn. Jesus yep. Christ. Um, then you have some years where you have like three movies that could easily win and no matter which one wins one portion of the audience is going to be really pissed. 1994 yeah, is the perfect happens. year for that. 1994 had... Okay. The worst movie of the five nominations the 1994 Academy Awards was Quiz Show, and that's a great movie, that and that's really the movie. worst of the five yeah, movies, so that's saying something. The top three that everyone seems to argue universally about are Forrest Gump, which was the winner, Pulp Fiction, and The Shawshank Redemption. Any three of those movies could win that that year, and it's going to be well, a good been pick, Shawshank. but then you're going to piss but off I'm Forrest Gump, wasn't it? Shawshank too, but it was I'm Forrest not going to yeah. argue with... I wouldn't have argued with Pulp Fiction or Forrest Gump. You know what I'm saying? Either one. Either what about Shawshank? Shawshank would have been oh, the, your yeah. best. Shawshank's or... phenomenal. Like, yeah. I'd argue it's a better movie than Pulp Fiction, even though it's not my favorite of the three. Right, yeah. because Pulp Fiction is my favorite movie of all time, because I've watched it, God, how many times now? Probably 30. But would you have been mad if you if Pulp Fiction had won over Shawshank? You may have been mad, but at, I don't think I would have been upset time, as I was when Birdman won. At the time, I can't comment. I probably would have said Forrest Gump was correct because I was only 11 when that happened. So I probably yeah. would have watched Pulp Fiction when I was 11, nor Shawshank Redemption. And not, not to though, segue onto Academy, so Academy Awards hatred. It's just some things aren't always black and white. I mean, you can't right. say your argument to me is, oh, well, Birdman won an Oscar, so that makes it better. That's no, a no, bullshit no, no, no. fucking statement. No. You can't, you can't make that argument. Hey, Marissa no. Tomei won an Oscar. There's, so. um, there's. You know why she won an Oscar for that movie, don't you? What she blow somebody? No, she showed her tits. <laughs> to hey, who? Holly Berry did the same thing for Monsters I'm Ball. Just, oh my she god, she showed her tits in the wrestler. I'm just kidding. Yeah, that was a long um, halftime time after. before the wrestler. Yeah, but still. <laughs> still, there's like a lot of these arguments. We can look back as recently as 2012 when Argo won Best Picture. Great movie, but it was not the best no. movie I saw that year. Oh, it only it won very, because... Very good, but it had a lot of shit. There was a lot of downtime in Argo to me. I mean, it, where it I'm was like, the, okay, hold on. The pacing was pretty unusual, but it was a great yeah. movie. However, it was not the best movie that year. I feel the only reason he won is because they just 
couldn't find a reason to give Affleck the Best Director Award, and I thought he deserved that for sure, and he didn't win that. Well, they couldn't so give it, it to him because they didn't put him on the list to be Best Director. Oh, yeah, yeah. he wasn't nominated, yeah, no. but, which he yeah. could have beaten anything else that was nominated. Yeah. He would, he did a yeah. tremendous job directing that movie. Uh, what uh, movie did, did you think should 2012, been? Silver Linings Playbook. That movie was so fucking good. Well, it won everything else. Uh, it yeah. only won Best yeah. Actress. It won uh, Jennifer, Lo- Jennifer Lawrence won Best Actress. I think that was about no, it. No, Bradley Cooper, I thought, won uh, Best Actor in that movie. Mm. Charlie Cooper did not win Best Actor for that. All right. I have my Wikipedia right here. I'm looking at it. Uh, I thought they won a few awards. It got, like, Best Director, Best Cinematography. No, Best Director went to the Life of Pi. Django Unchained also came out that year, but that was not the best movie of the year. Life of Pi is arguable, too, because I still have not seen that, but I've never heard of it. Also, I have a problem with Django Unchained, where it was considered an original screenplay. In a way, it is. It's not. It's based upon another fucking movie. Which movie? Django. Django. (laughs) Django. I was like, how the fuck did this happen? But, you know, who the fuck knows? 2012, let's see. Uh, damn it. They're, they're like, skipping years here. This is annoying. Let's get from 2012 I like the part about the Django and Chain, though. The thing that made it... A lot of people liked it for this, the shock value, this reason, that reason. You had these big stars to try to make it into this. But I liked how they had the different elements of, like, it had the spaghetti western thing. It had the ultra-violent thing. It had the... You know the 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 um, animal rights activist thing with the dogs ripping the the, the guy apart. Of course, had the the end bombs being dropped, and and it, it it made these social statements. You know, but it was like it was a bunch of different things in a big pot of soup that made that movie. When you're watching, you're like, man. I'm watching something different. You know what I'm saying? I'm not watching a cookie cutter bullshit movie. Yeah, you get to watch. Uh, 2012 winner was Daniel Day Lewis and Lincoln. Oh, okay. Suck it. God, What's that Day motherfucking Lewis? movie was long. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis, like, sucks somebody off that's in the fucking awards. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a great actor. I think not... he's the best actor alive today, personally. You think he is the best actor alive I today? I feel he right. is, If you yeah. think about one actor that can play different parts and just fall into that part. And he's up method, there, man. He's yeah. super fucking method. Like, uh, um, uh, what was the movie, uh... I drink your milkshake. Yeah, that one. Uh, there, there will be blood. Yeah, there will be blood. blood. Was fucking inc- just nuts. It was so crazy. Uh, Y'all said gangs in New York. Never gets enough credit for that man. Last for that, the, the backup kid, the kid oh. with glasses. Paul Dano. Paul Dano's awesome. Oh, Paul Dano's incredibly awesome. In that movie. He was he also in. A, did you ever see Little Miss Sunshine? He was in that too. He played uh, the stu- the title character's older brother who was trying to get in the uh, the, uh, the Air Force. But he was colorblind, right? He was yeah. He was trying to get in the Air Force, yeah. and he was super quiet. And he told his whole family, "I'm not going to talk to anybody until I pass the was like the exam to get into the Air Force Academy." And then he discovered yeah. he was colorblind, and they can't let you in the Air Force if you're colorblind. You have to be able to start <laughs> a bunch of stuff by what color it is. Yeah, like you you're automatically disqualified, and it like crushed him. I was Doc, like, that's I'm sorry good story we went into the Academy Awards. I know. I'm just going to hey, play you. you guys out. Fuck just you, Just like man. the Oscars, I'll play you off the fucking stage. Uh, <laughs> the end of summer for Two Creative Boys is happening this year, and we talk about the end of Phineas and Ferb when we return on The Frackin' Nerds. Are you looking for the hottest toys, best games, and newest comics? If you are, then look no further than the Destination Comics. Also, your home headquarters for Funko Pop Vinyl, the largest selection in all of Kentucky. 
Do you need some hot comic titles to read over? If you do, then visit the destination where they offer variants of all major comics. But don't miss out on the newest releases. Be sure to tell the guys at the destination to pull your favorites from next week. Hold one comic a month, and the guys at destination will bag and board any comic you buy for free. Visit the store at 5031 Shelbyville Road in Louisville, Kentucky, or check them out on Facebook. The Destination Comics, the place where all the fracking nerds shop. Every 30 seconds in this country, a woman shows up to a sci-fi gathering as Slave Leia, only to discover thousands of women dressed exactly the same way. Hi, I'm Kaylee Cuoco. While I know we all agree that Slave Leia is one of the hottest costumes this side of what used to be Alderaan, we at the Nerd Machine believe that with a little imagination, we can not only avoid these awkward who-wore-it-best moments, but also not collectively condone the horrific actions of the galactic human slave trade. Something I'll touch on in my upcoming message, how to escape Java and the almighty Sarlacc while looking fabulous. See, with just a little forethought, your cosplay experience can be saved, and everyone involved can breathe a sigh of relief. There are still plenty of sexy options to choose from, such as Lara Croft, Fran of Final Fantasy, Wonder Woman, Starfleet, and Chewbacca. Don't be another statistic. Together, we can inform women across the galaxy that there's a whole world of sci-fi fantasy genre outfits for them to choose from. We're not saying don't dress up like Slave Leia. Just be smart about it. Understand, but I fell down this hill. Now I got glue on my hands and I got records on my fingers. What? Records on my fingers. I got records on my fingers and I just can't stop. Don't stop. I can't stop. I got a platypus controlling me. What? I got a platypus controlling me. Now let me sum it up. It was a strange set of circumstances. Strange set of circumstances. I fell down the hill. I got glue on my hands. Now I got records on my fingers and I just can't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Well, I would if I was able. There's a platypus controlling me. He's underneath the table. There's a platypus controlling him. What? Oh, I get it. Platypus is a metaphor for what... Well, the end of Phineas and Ferb is happening coming up this summer. The show is so fucking good. It's it's arguably the best animated show on TV right now. Uh, On uh, Friday, June 12th... Up there with Rick and Morty. Episode is entitled Last Day of Summer. I've only had 104 days of summer vacation, and now it's finally coming to an end. You can catch all of them... In a 73-hour marathon that includes every Phineas and Ferb story ever told, ending with the one-hour finale airing on June 12th at 9 p.m. It'll all start Tuesday, June 9th at 8 p.m. Big Brian V, have you seen any Phineas and Ferb? Oh, my kids played the game. They used to watch it, like, religiously, and I've watched some of it, but I'm not a... I'm not a huge cartoon guy. No, you're you're the live action Disney Nickelodeon guy, aren't you? Just watching the young twelve year old girls dance around in skimpy outfits. Fuck no, (laughs) no, none of that. I'm not like I don't even watch like the live action. I watched the X Men and the Spider Man shit when I was a kid, but that was pretty much about it. They were so good. I still love the X Men ninety series. Like when they when they bring out like the like we watch Batman versus Robin, the one that just came out like a month ago. You said Redbox. I watched that with my kids, and it was loosely based on the Court of Owls. Basically a way to introduce talent into the DC universe, you know, let's create a new superhero. Yeah. 
and and it was good. Uh, the comic version, of course, was way, way, way better than the shit they brought out. But the but the animated version was really neat. And my eleven year old really liked Robin because Robin's probably about twelve, thirteen in the in the in the the cartoon. But he used to like Phineas and Ferb, but now like they, I would say probably last two or three years they haven't watched any Phineas and Ferb. They watched it when they were between like nine and eleven. So that talks about. The age range of people that watch Phineas and Ferb, and then you fuckers. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we enjoy. It. Well, because the thing is, is that the humor is maybe a little bit above uh, where your kids are getting it. They're 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 out of the silliness of the show, and they, yes. they can't pick up the, uh, the the adult humor that is put into it. Uh, the show will continue to air daily on Disney XD. Don't worry if you're a fan of the show. The creators are going to be spinning off their own show, Mike Murphy's Law, that'll be starting up in 2017. Now, the interesting part is the creators of the show uh, were originally Family Guy writers that went on, to, and they had been pitching the show for, I think, 12 years, trying to get it on the air, and finally Disney picked it up. So there's something to say for staying with what you love and hard work. Disney's also planning TV channels centered around Marvel and Star Wars. Since they've got so many, so much content coming to them, now they're not saying if this would be a channel added to like your satellite or cable company, or it could be coming a streaming service that you may. Be That's able what to it'll be on. right there, yeah. So if they pick up, you know, if they've got all the movie rights and everything else, you could maybe then be watching all the Avengers, you know, X, you know, not X Men, but uh, Marvel movies and Star Wars and the variety of other different uh, shows that they got coming out soon. I think there's a few more new Star Wars shows that they're looking to be building. And there's still the live-action Star Wars TV show that they've been talking about for the last, what, 10 years, I think? Disney or whores? <laughs> they whores. like making money. They will whore any property out to the fucking milk, the as much possibility of it out toy-wise, cartoon-wise. Yeah, tell me it hasn't worked for them in the past and in the present, because oh, it definitely it's has. so fucking ridiculous. I mean, like, how many different Star Wars cartoons has there been since the last, since the prequels? Uh, there's Clone only, and... there's Clone Wars, the Yoda saga, I think it's called, and Rebels, I think, this, so it's only been three? No, they have a Lego one, too. Yeah, and so how many years did I know the one the, the Clone Saga ran for at least, what, three to five years? I think so. And then they just kind of, they killed it because they didn't want the Cartoon Network to have it anymore, so they killed it. And then uh, I think they finished up the series themselves and then brought a few of the characters from Clone Wars into Rebels. Yes, and now Rebels is on their Disney Channel, correct? That is correct. Yeah, see, horse. Horse, <laughs> dirty horse. DC. They're going to do that with Marvel, too. You can tell they're already planning to do it with Marvel, just like the uh, the, the video games, the one that has it was like the Skylanders. Uh, they're getting ready to do Star Wars version of it. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the thing. And Lego's about to do the same thing with their... Oh, my sons, that's all I've been hearing about is this new Lego game coming out. It's going to be like Skylanders, where you can actually build a Lego... And then put it on the portal and use it, and he is fucking stoked. Yep. DC, yeah. Uh, DC has got another show that they're coming out with. Uh, they had the trailer for Legends of Tomorrow, which I wasn't really sure about till I saw the trailer, and have gotten super excited about it. I'm pretty hyped about that. Also, I'm kind of glad they're carrying over the lighter tone from Flash as opposed to like the super dark tone from Arrow. Although, 
with the way Arrow season three ended, I mean, I feel like it's trying to kind of trying to go the same way. Well, they said season four, which I'm not caught up, is supposed to be a lighter season. Than and at the end of season three, you can kind of see why. Like it's it's pretty obvious it's going to be. I also like how they're going with the uh, was Red Hood the reason the it was so ship? dark, and that's why they no. get rid of him. No. <laughs> there's some there's some reasons for the villain ship though. Like in the big bad in season four, I think it's supposed to be Damian Dark, who is the leader of. Maybe you can help me out there, Brian. What group was he of? Was he the leader of in DC lore? Do you remember? Do you recall that name? Did we lose Brian? Brian. Uh, well, if he hasn't said anything. Yeah, he definitely didn't say anything. I can't remember who it is, but um, also uh, there isn't. There, well, we did lose him. He was uh, like, "You guys have too much." Damn hate. it! I won't. <laughs> I won't go into the other possibilities because that was spoiling the ending of season three. But we'll get to that later. I still have high hopes for the ending of the Flash. I believe it's supposed to end this coming Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, because it's not done yet. But Last Arrow week's is. Was good. Yeah, but they had to send a number of episodes. There was a week where there was a new Arrow, but not a new Flash. Oh, I think it's okay. when they came back from... I think it's when they took their mid-season break to transition from winter to spring. Oh, I see. Oh! I gotta stand up. You keep talking. Well, <laughs> what was there for me to talk about? Oh, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, so here's the thing. I feel that in Season 3, the introduction of the character of Ray Palmer kind of sent the sent the whole, um, I guess, constitution, you could say, of Arrow on that pa- that path that we're discussing, like how it's going to be a little bit lighter. Because Ray Palmer is not a character to be taken seriously. Oh! He has some... <laughs> Jesus, man, don't kill yourself. No, I'm trying to just... There's no I don't wanna, room for this I don't want to have to say Grimace down today. Come on, man. There we go. Okay. Um, when the introduction of that character into the Arrowverse, especially on the show Arrow, that tended to put it more towards a, a lighter path. Because the start of Season 3, if you recall, everything got fucked. Like... Our, our, um, Oliver was in a place where he had no money. Right. He His mother had just been killed. And he was basically just not in a good place. And then Palmer shows up, buys out Queen Consolidated, still has a shit ton of money to put together this crazy looking suit for himself, and he's a total goofball. <laughs> just not a character to be taken seriously whatsoever, even though he's he's very entertaining. I love Brandon Routh, and I think he's doing great things with the character. But it also was, I believe, the beginning of that whole atmospheric... I don't know what you call it. Atmospheric atmosphere. <laughs> Seance, ambiance, whatever to the show. Seance. It's kind of taking itself out of the the really really dark tone it had in the first two seasons. Oh, okay, but I kind of like the dark tone. I do too, but the light tone also works in the sense of the whole universe because of Flash. Oh, Flash is just especially this season has been far superior as a show. But I also feel like, and it's also because a lot it's a lot more campy. I don't think uh, Brian's gone. I guess. Um, Sorry, man. The other issue that I, I've, I they, they still need to get away from all the melodrama. It, it's they don't. Either you got the female audience there, or you don't. So just build towards the audience that wants to see fighting and action and you know turmoil. Not not because oh. Iris, she likes me, but does she really, really, really like me? I mean, there's the whole melodrama thing, of course, but I mean, I, I expect that out of the CW. I'm not saying the show doesn't have its flaws, because it does, but that's all just because see, of the Once atmosphere. again, Daredevil didn't do that we overly melodrama. We no, Daredevil but... to this, because <sighs> Daredevil's a different audience. It's not episodic, and it was shot all at once, and it was put on a um, it was put on a channel that basically where everybody could have access to it right away, and they don't have to have much of a language barrier. Right. Like a Daredevil, you heard people cussing quite a bit. Like there was a lot of shit, dro- shit stuff dropped, and I don't recall any f bombs. 
Maybe there was. Maybe I have to watch it again, which I'm not. I don't think there was. I I think there there was cussing, but not like. So it took the Sons of Anarchy approach. It had like that kind of language barrier. Yes. So anything on FX. And especially violence wise, it was. Oh, yeah. On FX and on FXX, they have a lot of. I mean, they have shows that air after 10 p.m. where they get to say shit. I remember first hearing that in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Of course, it probably happened prior to that with like Nip Tuck and such, but I don't remember. I didn't watch that show. No. But, um,. I don't recall. Regardless, Legends of Tomorrow seems to be continuing that. I'm still a little weirded out by what they asked in the trailer. Like, how is Captain Cold going to be a good guy? Like, what, how does that make Didn't sense? Didn't he become a good guy in the comics at one point? I don't remember, but it just kind of bothered me because I think throughout the first season of The Flash, Captain Cold has consistently been one of the best things about this show. And I think a lot of that credit is on to Whitworth Miller. He's just awesome. Yeah. Great actor. I like that they brought both the Prison Break mm. brothers and they're brothers in the, the the series. I saw somebody post about that on a forum this week. It's like, hey, what's with all these Prison Break guys in my Flash? You got Prison Break in my Flash. Like, you say something about Arrow and Spartacus. I'm like, I we've know. had this discussion a ton of times. <laughs> Gotham and The Wire. Yes. You know, it, it just keeps going. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. Whoever is producing loves particular TV shows and, and, and give people. I, I, I like the way The Legends of Tomorrow look. It looked fun. Uh, I like the time travel aspect. Mm. Uh, I like they brought the, the guy who played Rory. Uh, in Doctor Who, he's uh, he is the uh, time master. Time, time master, yes, yeah. and he's not his name Rip Hunter. Yeah, he thing. is not the Time Lord. He's a Time Master. So they're going to be going into the, the the past or possibly the future to fight Savage. They also and, uh, went about half and half on characters introduced to each universe. Like the team is consisted of six. We'll exclude Hawk Girl because she's original for this show. Yes, but you got two characters from from Arrow, and then, I guess, two sets of characters from Flash. Like, Captain Cold and Heatwave are obviously two separate characters, but they're part of the same entity. They're yeah, they're essentially a team. Yes, they are. Um, and then, of course, you have the two the two uh, subconscious of Firestorm being Ronnie Raymond? Is that his last name? I can't, re- I can't recall. And then uh, the Professor. And I was like, okay, so that's all one character, essentially. And I assume the Professor is going to be kind of the the leader of the group, the the, the age wisdom. He'll to be help Zordon, them. is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> he's the guy that's um, going to be like, this is how it should be. And but he's also a part of Firestorm. Like he has yeah. to be a part of that subconscious. Um, and then you also have uh, the two from Arrow. You have the Adam, and of course now White Canary, Sarah Lance. I'm still wondering how they're going to explain her bringing come back. Probably the Lazarus pit. They already the trailer, they showed in the trailer. But the Lazarus how long pit. is that going to take? It's Hi, Brian. Person. I'm back, man. You may Yay. want to check your speaker. It wasn't coming through when I checked just now. Uh, well, we we haven't got any indication that it went down, so we're still strong. Okay, cool. Because when I tried to check it, it was like it looked like it was playing, but there was no sound coming out. Okay, so I to give you a heads up. That's why we always do a backup well, yeah. record. Sweet. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the show. I just hope there's not going to be too much oversaturation because between that and Supergirl, along with the already pre-existing Flash and Arrow, it's just like, man. Now I'm kind of wondering, can they, they, be doing too can much they just grab Constantine and put him on the? The Legends of Tomorrow? Stephen Amell has been very outspoken about him wanting to introduce, reintroduce Constantine into the part of the Arrowverse. I like that. He would it, love to see, it see that's, I like Stephen Amell just for that, because you can tell he's a big fanboy. Oh, yeah. He's he's it. a total nerd, and he actually is the perfect choice to play Oliver Queen. And, and for, for somebody to come out and go, we need Constantine, you know, NBC, if you... It adds <laughs> such a different aspect to the Arrowverse. Like, you pe- people say Arrow's dark. <laughs> fucking Hellblazer fucking oh, yeah. makes that look like rainbows and sunshine by yep. comparison. Yeah, but isn't like CBS the the mothership when it comes to CW? But and Constantine's on NBC, right? It is. Yes, they yeah, can move it so. over. 
Hell, Hulu just picked up the Mindy Kaling project, so Which why I, the fuck not? I don't understand that. I never. Well, I think it's all about it's money. Popular, though. You know, it's it really is. It's like, okay, this isn't doing very good for us, but they want it. Fuck it. Let's sell it to them, you know? Yes. Right. Are that you caught up on a community? No, I haven't watched any of the season at all because I'm still missing the last two seasons, the, episodes of last season. Uh, I plan to watch it. They had the guy who plays Renum in the IT crowd was on one of the episodes. Uh, about damn it, 15. I love Renum. Wait, old or young Renum? <laughs> young. Eh, he's okay. I prefer to old Renum. You, but yeah, the, the, the father you prefer? Fuck yeah, that no, dude was no. hilarious. <laughs> dude jumped out of a window to save his own career. Of course, <laughs> it killed him, but, you know. He even wrote his letter that and you know, and I killed myself so by jumping funny. out of a window. <laughs> so funny. He oh. was my favorite character from this show, and he was dead after seven episodes. That was so sad. No, Moss will always be my favorite. Uh, what Have you seen the trailer for uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Brian? Yeah, I've seen the Supergirl trailer, too. Oh, oh, horrible, horrible trailer. <laughs> the Supergirl trailer, I feel like they, like, okay. We She's a girl here. in New York who's lost and doesn't know what to do, Is and she doesn't know how to so date or, or fashion. <laughs> we want your 12, what, 9 to 14-year-old daughter to watch this, please. That's exactly <laughs> what we got by watching that. Then she'll exactly watch the other ones. No. She's probably already watching some oh, of the stuff in the CW. I mean, I'm thinking they gotta think Grant, They've got to think I Grant mean, Gustin's dreamy, right? Come on. I, we could get surprised <laughs> because lots of people. It, it had a Lois and Clark feel updated to me. It really did. I actually enjoyed that show. I may be oh, in the minority there, but I enjoyed the show. Oh, no. Hey, uh, I was watching the trailer. I was talking to L Rock before we went on the air about that trailer. <laughs> and what bothered me is one. You know, there's the newscast about the plane uh, about to crash. Cause the, and I was like, there's no way a news coverage would be picking that up that quickly. Uh, it just the... They the did it for convenience of story. The information would have been held until they figured out what was going on and either they landed it. Usually news companies, they pick it up like right after the crash has occurred. Secondly, would she have saved the plane if her sister wasn't on there? I don't think so. But it was only because she was like, plane from Geneva? Oh, my sister's on it. I need to save it. Yeah. I may end up watching the first episode just to see if it's the train fucking wreck that I think it may be. Well, you saw what the first episode was, was that that fucking uh, six minutes. (laughs) Six minutes of a a 54-minute show (laughs) that they gave to us. They gave us one-eighth of the show already. I know. But I'm going to watch it just to see. And if it's terrible, I don't want to watch number two, then I won't watch it. I thought Superman was older than Supergirl. He usually is in all the comics and all the forms I've seen. But they know? made her like she was like a, like she was eleven or twelve when she got sent. And then also, what the fuck is up with these aliens just sending their fucking orphan kids to our planet? We never tired yeah. of it. Stop it. Well, you know what it is. They, they've watched videos of the United States and Mexico, <laughs> and so they see all the Mexican kids coming over the border. Oh, it makes sense. Well, they they send them so, over so they they can't kick them out because they're kids, and they'll give them free education and free insurance. They're like, hey, don't send them to Texas or California because there's already a bunch there. Go to Kansas. Kansas should be safe. Well, if you think about it, if you're gonna drop them right in the middle of a like a land formation kansas would be a safe bet to drop it's flat yeah. it's right in the middle you know you're not worried about you know the thing hitting water or anything else so yeah and i hate to cut out on you all rock because it's always a pleasure but i gotta get some lunch ready for these fellas so i can travel on in there so i can do the back row heckers in a little bit but thanks for having me on doc i appreciate it oh, I, I like how your name drops on me he's like yeah fuck you doc i want to work with you all right brian i will Take see you brian. in about an hour 
Uh, what are you talking about? I said, hey, L-Rock, thanks Dude, for... Dude, I'm kidding. First. <laughs> it's a rib. We're getting barbecue. It's just it's what we do around what's, here. What's fun is, with, I told Doc, hey. what was super funny was last week after I listened, I heard you go, fuck you, Brian, for calling me a hater. We are not haters. <laughs> we talked about Daredevil being awesome. And four minutes later, Doc goes, do you remember all the Japanese remakes for those horror movies? You go, oh, God, they were awful. Fuck yeah. They were terrible. The next seven minutes were you guys shitting. Because Diarrhea they're not good. all of those. They're not so good. hilarious. Oh, I mean, the irony was there, but I'm not going to call myself a hypocrite. I'm not disagreeing with you for call- saying I hate things. Hey, at least you hadn't seen <laughs> Old Boys, but, so. No, yeah, I still haven't seen that. The original Old Boys was one of the best movies. Don't ever. see it. Don't see Spike Lee's version of that shit. Don't see the new one. The new one's not good. Uh, unless you're looking to see Elizabeth Olsen's tits, that's the only that's part of the reason, reason I to watch it. I, I am more but you can find that, that clip girl. on YouTube or wherever. So that's... I kind of want to watch the old one first because I've never seen the original. That's oh that's the one I watched the, first, and then the I saw Korean the Korean version of Old Boy is amazing. Do not watch it on Netflix though, unless you just have to watch stuff dubbed. I watched it in Korean with subtitles, and I fucking fell in love with that movie. It was so amazing. Story's so fucked up too. It's like Fight Club. It. The twist is so fucking crazy that you have to watch it again. Oh, and the other thing is, is watch it before you know what the twist is, because I had an idea what the twist was. Oh, yeah. And kind of was I was caught already... off guard. I didn't know anything about oh, it. Oh, yeah. When you watch, if you watch it with no clue, and you're just like, oh, my God. Oh, what the amazing. fuck? It was amazing. Yeah, All right, so, Brian, go, try to watch it this go watch it before somebody spoils it. Both of them are actually it. on Netflix. Both the original and the other one are both on Netflix, the new one. Yeah, avoid the U.S. one, unless you just want to see how what different they did with it, so... Yeah. All right. I like doing that, too. Thanks, guys. Go feed your kids and then come over here. All right. I'll see you in a little bit, bud. Bye. Is it sad or is it crude that Elizabeth Olsen is the reason I still want to see the American version? Because uh, I still have never seen a single movie she did outside of Godzilla and Age of Ultron. And those are not really her movies. Like she's No, just that's them. not. Uh, like Most of the stuff she did before that was chick flick stuff. Like What was that one she got nominated for? Like Marley, Madeline, some oh, bullshit. I don't, I don't know. It was like four <laughs> M names. I'm going to look that up. All right, while you're looking that up, the Nintendo World Championships are back for E3. So do you got your power glove ready? We discuss when we return on The Frackin' Nerds. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a big fan of the show. I bet you wondered, hey, what do those nerds think about the nerdiest things that are going on during the week? Well, then visit our website, frackinnerds.com. Frackinnerds.com is a daily website featuring cool video, Geektastic stuff to buy and weekly TV and movie reviews. You can also follow us on Twitter at FrackinNerds or Facebook.com slash FrackinNerds to get the daily updates and when our podcast goes live. So remember, that website again is FrackinNerds.com. Hey, if you're looking to get more information about the Frackin' Nerds, you can check out the website, FrackinNerds.com. You can like us at Facebook, join us on Twitter, even Instagram. We've got a page that we're just randomly throwing in- in- interesting things up. Remember, we've got other podcasts, part of the Doc Martin family of podcasts. Not only is Frackin' Nerds where you get all your tech, geek, nerdy, video games information that you're listening to right now. We've got Back Row Hecklers, which is a wrestling podcast, if you're a huge fan of the wrestling. Anything from New Japan to Independent to the WWE, we talk about. And then finally, Simply Drunk, every Wednesdays from 10 to midnight. 
where we talk with uh, indie directors, actors, people in the sex game. We drink, we get silly. You know, it's a, there's a show for anybody, unless you like, you're a fan of like, taking Not care. Not having a computer. Yeah, or, or a smartphone or something like that. So check them out. Uh, Simply Drunk, check them out. Back Row Hecklers, and always keep listening to us, Fracking Nerds, every uh Every week when we have a show. Also, shout out to my ex roommate for finding that amazing World Combat Four ending. Because <laughs> people apparently. Oh, that was awesome! I was all, like, all the endings of that game were bad. I was sitting there watching it, going, "This had somebody had to create this because there's no. I mean, I, outside of the game developers, because it's just so horrible. It was bad. And I posted that on our <laughs> Facebook page to uh, just. Uh, oh. <laughs> Jacks, I thought you were dead. <laughs> I was like, how did how did they not see him on the the because it's like he just shows up as soon as like he throws her off the thing. Well, he's talking to her on the walkie-talkie, uh, yeah. but then like you would see him. He's he's got to be somewhere walking distance. Like I don't was, think he also knew that he, he was uh, she was talking to him, or at least it was implied that he wasn't. Okay. So he had to spend your Jackson, day. I thought you were dead, but it was still terrible. <laughs> All right, Archie Comics cancels its Kickstarter campaign. Uh, they're launching the new Rivendale, uh, Riverdale Kickstarter for their upcoming 75th anniversary, and they were looking to start some new lines, uh, Jughead, Betty and Veronica, and Life with Kevin. And But the problem is, is a lot of people, I guess, were starting to bitch about using crowdfunding to help pay for the distribution and creation of the comics. Hmm. Hmm. I'm not feeling it. I don't know. It's just they were trying to do something different. I don't understand why people. Some people get way behind crowdfunding, and then others will just like, "Why you ask for money? You're Archie Comics. You've been people around for pay 70- thousands of dollars for potato salad. Yeah. Y'all can go fuck yourselves." <laughs> you know, uh, you, you know, you've been around for seventy five years. Why do you need to ask for money? You know, they're just trying something different. And, and the thing is, is also, Kickstarter campaigns always provide you with incentives to donate. Mm-hmm. So maybe you get, you know, a signed copy or something else. So. You know, fucking. If you don't want to, if you don't like it, don't send money. That's the, the easiest way to do it. You don't want them to keep making DLC. Stop spending money on DLC. Mm-hmm. That's never gonna happen, though. Well, yeah. I mean, M- MKX alone. As much as I love that game, that game's microtransaction to hell and back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, though. You don't have to, but well, okay. You're trying to keep up with it on a competitive level. Yes, you have to because you need to be able to make sure you can fight characters like Jason. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to buy costumes. That's not important. Oh, well, I mean, the char- but no, but characters. characters are different. I'm talking about microtransactions like, oh, I can pay for easy fatalities. That's mm, no. Or pay for unlocking the whole crypt. Yeah, you don't have to do that. I don't do that. No. You just play for a while, I- and you collect enough money. Guess what? On the internet, you can go on there and figure out where all the best stuff is, and then just go buy it mm-hmm. without spending real money. Yeah, if you find a costume you really want, fucking get it. Yeah. Most, most of the new characters, most, most of the DLC characters come with additional costumes anyway. Hey, so. did you uh, do the thing, the hack where you uh, go? Oh, uh, where you get all the stuff from the mobile app? Yes, I did that. <laughs> yeah. It worked perfectly. I was really happy about that. I, I was, was happy like, too because I wasn't going to play the mobile app. I got my ninja mime. <laughs> I'm so happy. I got my farmer jacks where it's all good. I got my uh, Justice Scorpion. That was. And, uh, Classic Katana was the last one. Yeah, uh, and you've got Reptile's new classic costume, That just right? came out Thursday. And then the it also has a uh, two stage fatalities now, right? Yeah, I watched the one with Blanche with the brutality. That's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've seen in that game. Taking that lady. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them and like, their body just blows up in half. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Go, Blanche. That, that was the, the thing I, that I popped the most when I first played the game is when... Uh, 
Like, you do that, you get a triple I didn't know. Well, no, I didn't know you could grab the old lady, and then like the 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 AI grabbed her and threw at me, and I was like, "That's awesome!" <laughs> and then she just dies. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing with the zombies that come up out of the water. You're gonna Those are hard there. to grab because you just never know when they're gonna pop up. Yeah, they're it's it's like limited interactivity. It's really weird. That's also, I think, one of the more fair stages to fight on because there's not a lot of interactivity. No, you're right. Because in some of them, it's just stupid. It's just like the fucking the one in the art world marketplace. Like, oh, here's this barrel. Here's this shield. <laughs> it's like, why is all this stuff just lying around? I don't understand this. Clean up your shit. Yeah. the The monastery is pretty rough too. The White Lotus Temple. It's like they throw fucking monks at people. Oh, I know. Like, get fucked. Here's a water dish. Bam. You know, it's like, damn it. Those things do a lot of damage to you. It's like, oh, please work block button. A lot of times I don't. If I'm like, <laughs> I'm weird. If I'm playing with like a uh, a baby face character, I won't like grab them because I don't oh, think whatever. that would be what they do. But every time I play Jason, that is exactly. I was like, that would be what he would do. Just grab a monk and. I'll- Toss them into somebody. I would do that with babyface characters, especially if they're fighting a villain. If you're playing, like, Cassie Cage you're fighting Quan Chi, why would she not throw a fucking barrel full of fruit at him, you know? <laughs> Fuck him. He's an evil sorcerer who's raising the dead. No, no, I'm... Yeah, I know, but still, why would you throw a, uh, a human at a, a character? Oh, uh-huh. I don't know. And then the other thing I felt weird about cost is, like... expense. No, it's cost expense. Uh, greater good. There doing go. fatalities on your sibling or your or your, your oh, child yeah. or your oh, yeah. parent. If, uh, if Johnny Cage is performing a fatality on Cassie, it's a little unsettling. I yes, agree. well, that's I did that with uh, Jax. Jax and on, Jackie. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, no, this seems weird. Nintendo World Championships are back for E3 in 2015. Uh, Nintendo wasn't at E3 last year, right? Is that what they were? They were, like, oh. showing off all their shit at, like, Best Buy. Yeah, they had some kind of Nintendo World thing, which the th- it was strange to hear about at the time because they had a lot of stuff they needed to showcase. Fucking Smash Brothers had just was just getting ready to come out, so they needed. I feel like they needed to talk more a lot about that. Mario Kart had just been released, so they didn't have much to say about that, I guess. But uh, with Smash Brothers impending, it was like, why would you guys not want to give out details? I don't get it. Nintendo fans can compete for a spot in the championships on May 30th at select Best Buy stores around the country. The winners will join competitors selected by Nintendo at the Nokia Theater on Sunday, June 14th for a multi-round gaming competition. I'm not going to lie. Between the event of Twitch and things like Awesome Games Done Quick, this is actually a pretty tremendous idea for Nintendo to be doing this. As long as it has good regulations and it's not completely fucking cheesy or whatever. It should work out pretty well. Uh, the last competition was held in 1990. Yep, that's back when, uh, I think that was the year Marvel's 3 was released. Uh, Nintendo will once again host a digital event full of game announcements and uh, on uh, Tuesday, June 16th at 9 a.m. I wonder if there's Pacific an age time. range for this, too. I mean, you know some kid's going to school like a 30-year-old Animal Crossing or whatever well, Pokemon, yeah. you know, whereas if you have like a 30-year-old man play against a 7-year-old in Excitebike, it's pretty obvious who's taking that one, you know. So. <laughs> Select Best Buy stores in the U.S. will allow fans to play Mario Maker on the Wii U during the the E3 launch time also. So you can, once again, they're staying with Best Buy and setting that up. Um, oh, well, but we lost Brian. I was going to talk about how uh, Marvel is now creating, uh, changing the way their characters look based upon now how the movies are. And is this a good idea or a bad idea? Depends. I mean, I still think the, the whole merging of the realms, I guess we'll call it, is uh, all Samuel Jackson's fault. <laughs> because, of, <laughs> because of, you know, how Nick Fury is depicted in the Ultimate Universe yeah. was based on Samuel Jackson, and that became what they did in the movie. And between that and how Thor looks, because Thor in 616 never had a fucking beard. 
Oh, true. Never. Thunderstrike did, but he was like a replacement Thor, and he sucked. So is it true that Samuel L. Jackson, when he heard about it, he told him, I'm not going to sue you. I just want to be in any Marvel movie that you... I tend to wonder <laughs> that, too, but really it's just like, eh, I don't want to deal with those kind of politics right now. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. So I think, I think the reason that Marvel's doing it is for new fans that are learning about it through the movies can buy a new comic and see the same character in the outfit that they're used to seeing. Yeah, and that that was the big problem with the the move into medium as well. I mean, it, you kind of had the same thing with X-Men because I remember after the Brian Singer movie came out and the new X-Men titles, they adopted like black leather outfits. Yes. Not entirely the same as they were in the movies, but they had like the yellow X. They had on a yellow it, right? X and they they didn't cover the whole things. Like they they mostly just looked like jackets and pants. Right. It wasn't like a full body suit like what Wolverine was wearing. So the influence is there, obviously, but at least in the case of someone like... I mean, if you're changing costumes, that's one thing. If you're changing ethnicities, <laughs> that's a little bit more of a stretch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, if Nick Fury suddenly just adopted and started doing blackface, that would cause a whole bunch of problems. Oh, yes, I agree. So, yeah. All right, it well, depends, that, though. that will bring the show to a close. As always, we learn... Uh, we we say, what did we learn this week? Rock. I learned that Brian V doesn't hate me, despite current... Uh, what's the word? negative things said towards each other <laughs> he can take a good nature <laughs> i learned that brian v actually liked the turtles movie but i guess no, he, he didn't he only did because his kids did well that's the thing is so, he yeah. likes whatever his kids like he, he gets in see that's the thing is his kids apparently influence a lot of what brian right. likes. and if you're gonna do something vicariously i feel like that's one of the better ways to do it yep and and brian's a big fan of live action uh, nickelodeon and disney uh, shows because of the young girls no no that's not true uh, carly <laughs> All right. Uh, big thanks to Big Brian V for calling in and Elrock for showing up. I am Doc Martin saying have a freaking good week.